The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Actress Marina Baccarin has a great body of work. I think the first time I saw her was on Homeland, opposite Damian Lewis's character. She could be best known, though, as the female lead, Vanessa, in the Deadpool franchise. Now she's starring in maybe the most publicized series of the season on NBC called The Endgame. I've got the amazing Marina Baccarin on the line right now. Hello. Marina, good morning to you. You're in New York City today? I am. Congratulations on the endgame. It's such a fun ride of a series. And, you know, I'm assuming when you got this script, did you think, yeah, I've got to do this? Uh, Definitely. As soon as I read it, um, I thought, you know, it's a great opportunity for a kind of out there, fun character and and, um, just a fun show with two smart women at the helm. Yeah, your chemistry with the other lead played by Ryan Michelle Bethay, it's incredible. I'm assuming you two uh, love working with each other. We do. We have a great time. And we spend a lot... We both come from um, theater background and, and conservatory schools. And so we we really dork out um, on these scenes and spend <laughs> some time, you know, like really ironing out the beats and making it really fun. I think, you know, once we stop having fun on this show, then it's not that much fun to watch. The big blue dress, did you just love that? (laughs) I mean, it's a love-hate relationship with that dress. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the most comfortable thing to wear for 12 hours straight. We were having a hard time finding the right clothes for her, and I had 10 minutes to kill before a doctor's appointment and ended up walking into Carolina Herrera and finding that dress. So it worked out great. Wow. That's a, that's a great <laughs> backstory on the dress, which is a kind of a character in its own right, isn't it? It is. It's, it's, I feel at times that I'm being worn by the dress. You, <laughs> you're a mom. So is it easier to do a series at this point in your life rather than running off and doing a film? How, how is it working for you in everyday life? Yeah. I mean, one of the big, the big reasons, or the big pluses of this job was that I shot at home, um, so I could be at home with the kids, and that because my scenes are so contained in that one location, I don't work every single day, so it's very, you know, it's not easy, but it's much more doable than being on location somewhere far away, for sure. Do your kids get that you're a big star? Do they care, just not even care? <laughs> I don't think they care about that. I think they care more about, like, are we getting dessert after dinner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, your new film is out, Last Looks. I haven't seen it yet, but it looks like so much fun. I've seen a couple of trailers with you and Charlie Hunnam and Mel Gibson. Yeah. How helpful is it to have a director? Because it looks like it's very funny. Do you have a director in this case who helps you guys kind of land the punchlines in this film? Yeah, he he's Tim Kirby's very, um, how do I put this? Like, he's, he's very funny, but his humor is very quiet. Like, it's very... Um, understated and he was great the the dialogue um and the way the script is written has that um film noir quippy quick kind of you know back and forth repartee and so he was really good at knowing where to put pauses and beats and how like certain lines you just have to get through really fast you know and then the humor kind of lands after the fact so he was really great at he hit a good year for that stuff you've done stuff like that before i know that you've done an episode of it's always sunny in philadelphia how was that experience for you well that was a big mess i mean i i, I wouldn't say i did an episode of that show because we 
Glenn is a good friend of mine from college, and Glenn Howerton, and um, he had written that with his buddies. I mean, they were bored in L.A., and they were like, let's put together a little show. And um, the part that I did was not in the actual show. It was like what they used to sell, you know, in order to be able to get the show made. Oh, okay. That was the idea. So it was sort of like a backyard, like, let's get a camera and shoot a silly scene kind of thing. Um, so it was really fun. We were just playing around. Um, I'm so glad that they... They were able to get such a, I think it's like one of the longest running comedies ever, right? Or something. It's hard to believe, isn't it, that, you know, you kind of forget about shows like that and South Park. Oh, that's still on, huh? I know, I know. It's crazy. I think the first series you did, if I'm not mistaken, was Firefly, which is now celebrating its 20th anniversary. There weren't that many episodes, but man, the fans sure loved it, didn't they? They really did. It was a huge surprise. Um, I didn't really know what I was getting into for obvious reasons, and it was my first show. But, yeah, it became this cult hit um, that people still talk about, which really amazes me. Do you remember getting cast for Homeland, which turned out to be such a a huge uh, series for you? And, and by the way, you had many scene-stealing moments, but do you remember that initial uh, part of that? I do. It was a bit of a process. Um, They had hired somebody that they weren't, they didn't feel was actually right for the part. They had shot the pilot, and I was sort of coming in um, to reshoot those scenes. And, and I had to fight really hard for that part because I was a little on the young side. I was in my late 30s or mid-30s. I can't even remember now how long ago that yeah. was. Um, and I was playing the mom of two kids who were not babies. You know, they were, I think at the time, Jackson was 8 or something, and Morgan was 12 or 13. Um, so it was... It was a bit of, you know, it was a thing. I had to really prove that I could hold my own. I don't know why this popped up, but when I was doing research on you, a uh, a moment popped up about when you appeared on the Craig Ferguson show, which I always loved. And it was just hysterical. You were just laughing and smiling the whole time you were on this show. He's so funny. He's great. I love him. I love doing his show. Um it was, I don't, I don't, I think I, I was, I've been on there twice. Um, I don't really remember what we talked about, but um, I just always have a really good time talking. Yeah, the clip that I saw, you were on Homeland at the time, so uh, it was just funny. Okay. He he kind of has a way of making guests um, blush a little bit. You know, he'll say something that's a little, <laughs> yeah, little bit offbeat much. there. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I'm a big fan of the Endgame, and uh, most of the stuff you do has just been great. Marina plays Elena Fedorova on the Endgame on NBC on Monday nights. And, of course, the upcoming film, which really looks excellent, Last Looks with Charlie Hunnam and Mel Gibson. Nice to talk to you, and uh, good luck with everything you've got going on. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. I thought it was pretty interesting that the guys from It's Always Sunny basically used her to help sell the show. They're no dummies. That finishes up this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. Thanks, as always, for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you back here next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.